Welcome to 5-Minute Real Estate Investing. Each day, we'll share one specific tip for active real estate investors or passive LPs in five minutes or less. Here's your host, Sean O'Dowd, Managing Director of Scholastic Capital. Good morning. It is December 22nd, 2023, and we're talking about house hacking today. Now, I'll briefly explain what it is, but the punchline is this. It's very frequently talked about as a great strategy, especially for beginners in real estate, and I actually think it's a terrible strategy. So let's talk about what it is and why I think that. So in terms of what it is, house hacking is this concept of you buy a two-unit, a three-unit, or four-unit multifamily property, you live in one of the units, and then rent out the other units. The byproduct, if you are house hacking, is theoretically you live for free because the other units are covering all of the monthly expenses, including the mortgage, for this property. Now, I have two big problems with house hacking. Number one is house hacking frequently encourages people to purchase real estate with low or no down payments. Now, if you've been listening to this podcast, we've interacted on Twitter, you might know I am a strong believer in the idea of low or no down payments in real estate. It's exceptionally risky. You can get underwater in your mortgage. You're borrowing way too much money. Where people lose money in real estate is they borrow too much. That's just the the name of the game. By other issue though from a house hacking perspective is is that it is such an inefficient use of money in real estate you get the reason why is two units three units and four units are in my opinion the most overpriced pieces of real estate out there you are dramatically overpaying to buy a house hack property so let's run a hypothetical scenario here. Let's say you've got $100,000 as a down payment that you can use to buy investment real estate. You are currently renting yourself and you're looking into this house hacking strategy. The house hacking might seem appealing because after you buy the property, you could theoretically live for free. However, if you spend a $100,000 down payment to live for free, you're not actually living for free. It's the equivalent of renting for multiple years. You just pay all the rent up front. It, it it doesn't often make financial sense. Instead, if you're thinking about house hacking, please do the math first. Run a couple of different scenarios. Scenario one is you do buy that house hack for 100K out of pocket. But scenario two is you keep renting yourself and you buy a different piece of real estate, a non-overpriced piece of real estate, with that 100k and then see what that cash flow it can generate for you looks like and compare that to the house hack. In most scenarios that I personally have run and looked into it, it is a much more advantageous use of capital to not put it into the house hack, but to instead put it into a different piece of real estate and keep renting yourself. Now, I know this runs counter to what a lot of conventional advice is online. And you know that those numbers might have been different, say, a decade ago before this terminology of house hack was, uh, before it was really a popular term and everybody was trying to do it. Now that you've got a huge podcast in, say, Bigger Pockets, talking about house hacking to millions and millions of people, the, the, the economics have shifted. There's a lot of people looking to buy duplexes and house hack, which has pushed the prices up. Maybe this worked great in 2010, 2011, 2012. In fact, I know it did. I know people who made a lot of money doing it. But it doesn't work today when the duplexes are costing a significantly significant amount of money to get in and the ROI is just not there. I think there's a better use of your real estate investment capital than house hacking today.
Now, I wish you all the best. Merry Christmas, and I'll talk to you after the holidays. Thanks so much for listening. We'll be back tomorrow with another episode. In the interim, if there's anything I can do to help you, please feel free to reach out. My area of expertise slash where I'm most able to help concentrates on residential real estate and strategy. I'm the managing director of Scholastic Capital, a real estate fund that buys single-family homes in highly elite school districts and then rents those homes to tenants on three-plus-year leases. I began my career at Boston Consulting Group, also known as BCG, and graduated with honors from the Wharton School. If there's anything I can do to help you, please feel free to reach out, and if not, I'll see you tomorrow.